You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. It's Monday morning, Anna. A fresh new weekend. Anna's my guest today, my beautiful wife, Anna. Uh, I'm your guest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, stealing so you away from your, uh, from your sewing responsibilities. We're at the Blessed Body Wear Shop. That's where we record. That's where our studio is. Uh, that's where we do everything other than, I guess... Tell you, my client needs pants, okay? So... <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> and today's show is brought to you, like every show, is uh, brought to you by blessedbodywear.com. Uh, Anna's the designer of all of the pants that we create here at the Blessed Bodywear shop. Right now, you've uh, just launched this new... New design, the blaze pants. New blaze pants. Yeah. And you did the low waist. Yep. And then this week, we're just about to kick out the... Uh, the high waist version. Ones. Yeah. Which are your favorite? I'm excited. You know what? <clears throat> I think, um, I, I don't know, like the high waist is almost like a waist cincher. So it's kind of nice because you feel <laughs> like, you feel, I don't know, you feel like protected. But the low waist, it's not too low. But that's like the old style, right? The, or the old, the original, the original. It's, it's kind of like a, a new version of the original squash pants. Yeah. Yeah. Make. yeah they're yeah. really hot. They look really good. Yeah, I think so. I, uh, people are really liking it. So it's always so like nerve wracking when yeah. I put a new design out there. Yeah. So it's awesome when the clients go, oh, I really, really love them. So yeah. Well, what I want to talk about today is uh, we, we did the unspeakable. We took uh, three days off last week. <laughs> It's been a long time. Yeah, I it's mean, we just set up the shop, right? And and it's, we spent uh, the summer setting. And up we're the very shop. hands-on with our business. I do the silk screening, and you're doing the sewing, and you're designing, and you know, it's just like we're very, very hands-on. It's very interesting when people think, "Oh, you have a shop," you know, mm -hmm. and that we are like this huge manufacturer. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is a family business. It's we, us and Brenda. <laughs> yeah, it's us and Brenda, and. Uh, it's 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 pretty cool though. I I do like it. I like a smaller business where uh, I know my clients, where I I, I know, you know I have a hand on what we're making. It's it's very personal. Yeah, uh, and, and the point but is, but it's also very time consuming. Well, that's the point, right? <laughs> is that we really don't get a day off. It's a Monday to Friday thing for you. Sometimes it's a Saturday thing for me. Mm -hmm. uh, Sundays we take off, but that is church day, get groceries day, cook for the weekday, mm -hmm. visitation with Jesse's mom day, mm -hmm. and uh, and then put the kids to bed that's and go it. to bed and get ready because we're up like at five thirty every morning, right? right? So we really don't get any break and that's I, the, that's a funny thing about owning your business oh you own your own business great i'll be in town you know let's go spend a week going you know here and right there. it's like no man i you know we're at it seven days a week you i know? have some friends coming to town this week because it's the olympia and they're like can we get together i'm like sure come by the shop i'll be working <laughs> you're welcome to come by pull but up a chair beside my sewing machine totally yeah it's it's pretty hectic and um you know with three little ones like I don't know what we were thinking, but we have a, a two-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old, and a, a, two a three-year-old, and it's kind of like having triplets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't Very realize that at the time. We, you know, when we got the phone call, when we're like, we have two little girls here. They just need a place to stay for, you know, a month or two, and, uh, I, you know, it would be a good fit. And Terry and I were like, oh. 
okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost six months later because everything is paperwork, right? Right, right. <clears throat> and the thing is, uh, I want to talk about, I guess it's being a foster parent. Mm -hmm. And for us, I'm 59. Mm -hmm. You're 43. I always want to call you 42. Good. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, that's an odd uh, decision for, especially somebody my age, it's an odd decision. I've gotten lots of odd looks and questions and, you know. It's interesting. Yeah. But but I got to say, though, that, uh, that having kids, just having kids has been, uh, I thought it would be, I, you know, I was supportive of it, but... Scared? <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, man, I don't want to start doing this at this well, point Well, you had life. your kids, you were young. I know, my kids are all grown up and they've got Terry, their own kids. Terry got started at 15. <laughs> and then he, he got <laughs> finished go at, what, 18? 18. 18, he was all done. Yeah, wrapped it up at 18. So, so then I had to open that box again, and he's like, What? <laughs> But is it easier? Um, oh, it's way easier being a dad. 40 years at, later? At, yeah, being a dad at 18 uh, and being a dad at 58 or 59, it's way better when you're older. Yeah. You know, you, Just the sleep thing is not so the good. The difference between being a young man and an old man is when you're young, you think you know everything. When you're <laughs> old, you know so much that you realize you don't know anything. Right. Right? It's so true. And and so I'm a lot more humble. Um I actually spend a lot more time learning, uh, and you've taught me that, you know, learning. Um, But it's been a great experience. I mean, having these kids come, uh, you know, you think that you're going to get snowballed, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that um, you just, either you you curl up in bed and never get out again, (laughs) or you just get up and you find a way to make things work. And so for for us... yeah. Having those kids, uh, you know, when we first had Jesse, you know, it was overwhelming for the first four months, Yeah, you know, but we got into a rhythm and we figured things out. And then when we had, when we got the other two, it was like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> but we've again found a rhythm and, and it's actually very smooth. It's not that big of a deal. Like It, it, I, took, I it took us a few months with, with all the three, like it took four months with Jesse me being a first-time mom, right, and uh, you know him being only four months old when we got him, so it's it obviously was life-changing. It was just you and I for how many years? Nine years. But the thing of it is, is is don't you agree that uh, you know we're we're better at work, Everything. we're more efficient. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you can't you you have to be organized, mm-hmm. and you have to be efficient with your time. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is the things that you do, you have to do them with a lot more purpose and a lot more focus. And so we've gotten better at everything. That's, Our marriage—that's true. Yeah—has gotten. And I thought that would be the thing that would tank, right? You know, is that you just don't have time for each other like you do when it's just the two of you. Right? And I think it, it can go either way, and you make a choice. That's what I think. Well, my belief is that with all things in life, you know, and, and I see this in some people that I know. You know, they they take quite quite a bit of pride in saying I'm set in my ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm such and such an age, and I'm set in my ways, and sure. I'm going like. Dude, you're missing out. Right. You know, if you're not learning something new or doing something or finding a better way to do things, you're really, really missing out on the the best parts of life. And that's mm-hmm. the thing with these kids. It was hard. It was a big adjustment. Everything oh. changed. Yes. Everything changed. Yes. You know, trying to find time for a workout, trying to find time to walk the dogs, mm-hmm. trying to find time for us, trying to find time to to play with the kids and run a business. And but what you do is you just sit down and go, okay. How are we going to do this? Yeah, I can just, I can be, I can get beat. Yeah. And be a loser. Or I can just 
And there was a couple months there when the when the girls came in. We felt like losers. <laughs> I felt like a total loser. Like literally, I was not driving that you know that yeah. train every and, day. And then you talked to some mom, day. like you talked to somebody like Stacy Pardall with like a four farm, kids, a farm yeah. and four kids. You and know, and she's you go like, managing okay, perfectly well. Now, now I'm embarrassed. Yeah. You know, I got I can do better, right? But you know, and and that's the thing. I I feel like with everything. You know, some people are more, they're wired a certain way that it, that comes easier for them. Yeah. And then other people have to work harder at it. And that's with everything in life. But that doesn't mean you can't do it. That just means you have to change some things. You have to learn some things. And, and this is the thing. That's the operative word there, in my opinion, is change. People, you know, as human beings, we don't like change. No. But if you embrace change, and this is what I've learned in in you know, at this point in my life, is that if you embrace change, you have to learn, you have to get better in order to make that change. You have to learn something and you have to get better at it. And you get, and and that's the spice of life. That's why, Mm -hmm. you know, I I had my 59th birthday this year and I'm just like 59. It just doesn't seem like 59 years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I I should be old. I should be sitting. I should have (laughs) back problems and knee problems and want to just watch TV. And I, I just don't. Like I, you know, I want to go, I want to, I'm learning how after breaking my ribs, I'm learning how to (laughs) skateboard again because I want to be able to skateboard with my kids. Right. And, and, you know, we want to get back into hiking now that it's not a million degrees in Las Vegas. And they, they do keep us young. I I must say, you know, having little kids because they, they have no concept, you know, they think we're a million years old anyway, regardless if we're 25 or 55. Um, but they're always up for something and you don't like, I've never wanted to be that parent that just sits there, you know, they want to play with you. And so I, I do believe they do keep us young and you have no choice. Like right now, working out for me is to be able to keep up with them, mm-hmm. you know, looking good is like a, a secondary, <laughs> but the, I think the proof was that everybody thought we was, we were completely nuts, but mm-hmm. we just took a trip to California with three toddlers well, and, and two dogs. And this was our great idea, okay? We, we, we're we're, we're going to soothe ourselves here. It's like, oh my gosh, we haven't had a day off. We just work constantly. Let's take a break and take the kids out to the beach. We had to run to LA for yeah. a business meeting anyway. Right. So we just went out a couple days earlier. We got an Airbnb for 71 bucks. Yeah. In Mission, right on the beach. In yeah. Mission Beach, like a block no, from the beach. Remember the first day we got, the first day we got a hotel room and then we got right. the Airbnb for right. a couple nights and we we walk into the room and of course they're little kids so they can't have their own room right <laughs> so we got two queen beds in a room and uh, you know all of us in there was kind of cramped and we I open the door and Katie goes is that a new house <laughs> like, I hope not oh no <laughs> but you know I've never seen them so happy no like, they had the time of their life yeah. you know they're all over like this is just such an adventure for them right <laughs> yes. and and uh and and so after I just kind of started to flow with it and then the right. next day we checked into the Airbnb for two days and yeah. we had the beach and you know we we just brought our garden wagon cleaned it all up and brought that <laughs> instead of strollers and just dragged them around that they thought that that was the greatest thing in the world. Right. And, you know, they saw the beach and played in the sand and Katie's a little princess and doesn't want to get his sand in herself. And right. Jess, Jesse's rolling in the sand <laughs> like a Navy SEAL, you know. Yes. And so we just had all this stuff and two dogs going yeah. on. And, and I, I won't say it was restful. The, the <laughs> No, it wasn't restful. <laughs> when we got to the Airbnb, 
they weren't even queen size beds. They were just like were double different. beds, right? Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, once the hard. kids were all settled, there was no place for dad to sleep. So dad had to sleep in a sleeping bag. Yeah, dad slept <laughs> on the floor. So, but but it was. Uh, the kids had the time of their life. Just and was, seeing and them. This is a lesson I learned. I thought, well, we got to go to Disneyland. We got to go to Legoland. We got to, we got to, we got to. Yeah. They were just happy. In the playground. They were happy going for a walk in the wagon. Yeah. They were out of their minds. You know, they went to the playground and thought it was heaven, you know, and they were all so excited and had this great time, right? Yeah. And so a uh, couple things. Um not going to look for a bargain Airbnb next time. <laughs> That's the first lesson. You get what you pay for. Anything by the beach, like unless you pay really high dollar, it's just kind of run down. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they didn't even have a TV. And that's, know. you know, kids with no TV, you know. And how about adults with no TV? Adults with no TV? <laughs> okay, that's the reality. But it, but it was fun. And that's the thing, I think, with kids, you know, uh, you know, I put a big expectation on myself that I got to spend all this money. And so that's why we haven't been going out there is that we didn't have, quote unquote, the money because we want to reinvest everything back into the business. And, right. And uh, you don't need money. You don't need a lot of money. It's just fun. Like they, all they want to do is be with you. Right. And so it fills you with so much. And yes, they're screaming and crying and stuff like that. But after a while, you realize it doesn't mean anything. It's just noise, right? And it's just how they communicate. But if you just enjoy the whole chaotic process, it's really, really, it does keep you young. It keeps you like... And if you learn to love Frozen, the soundtrack. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's a few things like that, too. Some of those kids' movies are awesome. Yeah, no, I do. Actually, I do like the movies. Yeah. I'm like, let's watch. We're sitting here pretending Monsters like, oh, Inc. I gotta watch this movie, and we're just riveted, right? Getting all choked up at the at the sad parts. But um, I don't regret it. I don't regret it, and I think I think uh, you know that's why that's why people want to have grandkids. You know, these are just our kids, right. you know, and we're raising these kids. The fact that they're foster kids. Uh, add some other complexities because uh, they may or may not be permanent in your home. Right. Um, and for some people, that means you sort of cut back on the emotional side. And for us, we've gone the other way. So if any of them do go, it's going to be extremely painful. Mm-hmm. But when you look at how they've developed and all of the trauma they've gotten past, and mm-hmm. now they're just basic, normal little kids. Right. When when they moved in with us, we're not normal little kids. No, we had a rough, Yeah. Yeah. They had yeah, a rough yeah. life uh, in their two short years. You know, they've had some rough lives. And so being able to do that is really, really rewarding. The, the system gets frustrating sometimes. Oh, yeah. You can't you can't think about that. You know, the days that I'm really down and frustrated with, quote unquote, the system, mm-hmm. what I think about is they had to go somewhere. So I'd rather yeah. they be here right. than... Anywhere else, Absolutely. you know, and so that that's always what kind of like makes me have peace with it, um, because no, as a as a foster parent, you have no control over their future, what's going to happen, what's what court's going to decide, you know, there's so many variables, and um, it is, you know, I think that's probably the most stressful part of having these three little ones. Mm-hmm. It, it's the unknown, but. But the kids are awesome, and they were on fire this morning. Mm-hmm. My gosh, <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, how do they know it's Monday? But somehow they do. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to work, and it's like, oh, 
work so peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere between the house, you know, loading up three kids, two two dogs and us and all the stuff we need for work and like that. Thank God we have a minivan. But, uh, and I don't care. Minivans are cool, okay? Oh, minivans are the best. <laughs> <They're> the best. <laughs> but uh, we load them up and then we get to school and and it's like a 15 minute drive, 10 minute drive from the house. And yeah. we get there and somehow Jesse has lost a shoe and I have no <laughs> idea where that shoe is. We scoured that van Thankfully, and no mom always keeps a second pair of shoes for Jesse in the car because I know him. <laughs> I, I don't know what he did with that shoe. I don't know what he did and with his shoe. window wasn't down, so it's like... I, I, no, and that's the thing. You cannot drive down a street in a vehicle with Jesse with the window down because he starts jettisoning water bottles and shoes and whatever and start going out the window. And it's stuff like that that is just like, never grow up, please. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just Terry so goes, much fun. Jesse, where is your shoe? And he points, he's go a shoe. A shoe, like okay, like he's learning words now. I'm trying to find his shoe. Exactly, he's like, here, daddy, here's a shoe. But that's the thing. I've I've never laughed this much in my life as Mm -hmm. we have with these kids, right? And and uh, and then thinking of fun things to do with them at home. Because it's not just keeping them occupied, but it's teaching them as well. And for our kids, it's helping them get past the trauma. So there's some exercises we have to do with them. And exercises are really just play. Right. Right. So playing with them and coming up with ideas of how to entertain them and then, you know, seeing them be happy. And, you know, it's it's just really, really rewarding. I don't regret it at all. Yeah. You know? And no, if anything, you know, now I want to be in better shape. So I got more energy and I want to eat better. So I got more energy. So, you know, it's going to it's going to lengthen my life. Right. Having these kids. It really has been really wonderful. And especially one of the girls, you know, she she was very traumatized and um, she had a, a, a rough few months. And, um, you know, there was a point where I was like, can I really help her? You know, yeah. you feel a little helpless sometimes. And then well, even even the therapist said, you know, at this right. point, this is beyond our ability. Right. You know that she needs. And 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 we thought, you know, we didn't know. And then all of a sudden, we saw her turn a corner. Yeah. And honestly, that it was such a gift from God because watching that happen and watch her now being able to just be a little kid. And, and that's the thing. We were told that she may never turn the corner. This right. is a, a developmental issue from being neglected. And and uh, lots of kids get it that are neglected. Uh, you know, they just don't develop that. As infants, they, they don't yes. develop empathy. Right. And uh, and so it, it creates a nest of problems. And, uh, yeah, the day she turned the corner, you were curled up in the beanbag chair with her watching Moana. Yeah, yeah. And she expressed her first inkling of empathy for empathy. one of the characters yeah and, and she's just gotten better ever since the other day you know we we're in the van parked and jesse was crying she got out of her car seat and mm-hmm. went and consoled him right you know and, and that's like wow you yeah know? so you see god moving in this kid's life and and that's again um due to the situation that they're in um there's no therapy available for her which should be but it's just, just a, it's just a situation, yeah. you know, uh, and so right at this moment, there's not. And so we, we were told that this isn't going to change without therapy and lots and lots of it might might never change. And mm-hmm. then boom, it's just no it's therapy like, yeah. all of a sudden one day. So I, it's just it's all God. That's, that's, that's no question there. And that's the gift, you know. And that's but to see gift. her just now, she's got a whole new. And this is the thing about having kids that, you know, 
people will warn you, oh, you know, they've got problems. You don't want to deal with that, you know. But the thing of it is, is this is a human life. Mm-hmm. And if you love them unconditionally and you care for them and you give them stability and you're always there for them and you help them work through their things and all of a sudden you see them put those problems in the past and they start to develop in a different way, in a more healthy way. And you see that and you realize you've done that for a life. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a life. That's their children's life, right. their grandchildren's life. Like how many generations have you impacted just by giving a bit of your time, you know, Absolutely. I'm a big fan of, again, the system sometimes can really suck, mm-hmm. you know, um, the system is not always, won't blame the system. There are some people in the system that have gotten so jaded or callous that they just, they, they're really not concerned with the best interests of the child. And sometimes it's, it's the law, the yeah. lawmakers, because they're so far separate from the children and what the problems are and what the problems are that they're making those laws i guess to get votes or whatever their motivation whatever is it, 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 it it's not really you know fair to the children and so that's the part that it gets frustrating is but when when the, the 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 machine that you're working with uh really lots of times and i would say I won't say the majority, but a good chunk of the time, it's just a lot of the decisions that are made are not in the best interest of the children. They're in best interest of other people involved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the frustrating part. But the thing of it is, if you separate that from the kids, because the kids are just victims of circumstance. Mm-hmm. And, and then you see this child. And, and so, you know, you deal with the system. I mean, we, we, we don't, lay down for that kind of stuff i think i think almost everybody hates me sometimes uh, they hate us yeah yeah because i speak my mind and i tell them what i think and i tell them what i think of them and i tell them what i think of the job they're doing and we just let them know and and they love that and they just love it when i do that (laughs) (laughs) but the thing of it is is we're supposed to advocate for those kids who's going to do it right you know they're with us because nobody else cares and nobody else wants to advocate for them yeah. You know, and so we got to do that. And so I don't enjoy that part, but I have no problem doing it. But I, you really have to separate the system from the kids. Mm-hmm. And then you look at those kids and you just go like, wow, we're, we're, we're making a difference in somebody's life. And, and it's not just us. It's anybody can do that. Anybody that's willing to give these kids everything you've got. Exactly. You know, your heart, your soul, and just love them because you're just little kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't ask to be born and they didn't ask for any of this stuff. Exactly. So. Uh, let's go get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's send this early and go get the kids. <laughs> but uh, that's the thing. Like, uh, I... Just to sort of put it all in a nice bow on it, you know, put a nice bow on it. It's just I'd say, you know, if you've got a heart for that, don't let your age get in the way. Because mm-hmm. it's a don't listen to what everybody else says. If it's in your heart to do it, just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to change lives. You will change lives uh, and you'll change yours, you know. And, and for anybody, whether you want to have foster kids or not, um, self-evaluation is a very powerful thing. Yeah, no kidding. We we don't, had to learn it. <laughs> yeah, and don't just, you know, don't 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 cheat yourself out of a richer life by saying I'm set in my ways or this is the way I've always done it. Or at this point in my life or at my age, you know, I just, you know, this or 
don't do that. You know, you're missing out on something. You know, there's more things that you can learn. There's a perspective that you could gain. You know, at this point in your life, you know, you've it, it, like at, at 59, I've never had more financial stability, never had more time, more wisdom, more experience mm-hmm. than I do now. Too. Why would I want to just carry that to the grave or park it on a, on an easy chair and watch TV and rot my brain? Right. You know, <clears throat> I want to Somebody pass that can on. benefit from it. Right. Absolutely. Kids, adults, you know, doing anything, like just, just getting it out there, putting it out there. And so, and, and in order to do that, you've got to learn, 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 learn more all the time. Change your ways. Evaluate, you know, is this the best way to do it? Is this going to get me what I want? Am I making an impact? Am I doing, you know? Yeah. I mean. Has my life got purpose beyond it, doing less? And, and the thing is, is if you've got a calling you don't necessarily need to be foster parents. They have so many needs. I know here in Las Vegas, uh, the place they bring all the kids to, it's called Child Haven. They bring the kids there first, and then they find foster families for them. Well, I know they need volunteers there mm-hmm. because a lot of times they are overpopulated with kids, and especially the infants need to be held. They need to be held in order to develop their brain Properly. This was the issue we had with that, our oldest. That's is, the issue we had with our oldest, that we didn't know if her brain was going to be able to heal from that. But They, they developed something called, it's called RAT. That's the acronym for it. It's Reactive Attachment Disorder. And, and what happens is if you don't get held and cooed and loved on and have that human touch and like that, there's a part of your brain that does not develop a pathway uh, where you show empathy, right? right. Uh, and that does not develop. And so you grow up like a psychopath. Mm-hmm. you know, or similar, you know, right. but uh, just you don't feel empathy. All you do is you just your own experience, but you can't experience anybody else's experience. Exactly. And uh, that if that's not developed, it sometimes never gets developed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so volunteering for something like that, you may save a child's life. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, when we picked up Jesse, there was so many kids there oh. that they had them in the hallways. Yep. In, in cribs. And that's what I heard is going on right now again, you know. Right. It's like, and sometimes I'm like, can we put another crib? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. No, there's no way. You're not going for four? No, 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 no. A cute set of twins? <laughs> yeah, they're always cute. They're always they're all so cute. Right? cute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, if, if you were to sum it up and say your, your best moment or your most Maybe your most challenging moment. Where did you find yourself? Like, what the heck did I do? Well, um, my best moment, I think it was this morning because all three of them wanted to hug me at the same time. And then they started (laughs) hugging and kissing each other. And I I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, My most difficult moment, um, I think that first month with all three, that was a blur. Like, literally... I would just fall asleep and I sometimes just still with my clothes on, you know, I I didn't feel in control of anything. Everybody had some kind of, you know, Jesse was kind of, he was having behavioral problems because the girls moved in and he wasn't the only child anymore. And then the other two came in with their own set of, and so everything was so out of structure so it wasn't um, just three kids. Exactly. It's three kids with no, some very it, it, because when intense you, problems. Because when you have a kid that you've raised and then you add an infant, you, you will deal with, you know, <clears throat> jealousy and things like that. But 
that infant doesn't have a lot of saying. Like they eat, they sleep, and they want to be held. And so you're, you're focusing on the toddler or however old the other kid is. You're focusing on that relationship. As the infant grows, they already grow into that mold of your family. Right. But when you have a kid that already has their own set of experience, their own upbringing, you know, and, and they, all of a sudden they're in a stranger's house. And then house. they're in a stranger house with, a, with strangers, with strange food, with, with different rules. Everything is different from them. They are not going to be able to express, well, this is different. I don't like it or whatever it is. I want to go back to where I was or I'm afraid, whatever it is. So they start acting out. And as adults, we understand that. We are trained on it. But when you're really, really, really tired mm-hmm. and you're really like kind of. Well, we got the girls just as we set up the shop. And so right. this was frantic. Everything. This was frantic. I mean, I almost lived here for two months. That's right. right while we set it up. And right. so I wasn't really there to help you much. So our routine was changing and we were moving to a new house. And, and so that was probably one of the hardest months Did of my entire life. Did we have rocks in our life. head or what? <laughs> I think so. What were we thinking? I, I still remember we were driving the car and we're somebody setting- called <laughs> and they're like, oh, there's these two little girls. But baby, we, we, were setting up, we were setting up this whole part of the business, which yeah. is all a business within a business. Yeah. And we were moving. I know. And we decided we we're going to take two. <laughs> I know. And, but, you know, both of us at the same time, we prayed about it and... Yeah. I'm like, God is telling me that we should take them. And you're like, I know, God is telling me we should take them. So I guess we just obey, right? We, we both needed a good whooping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though. After that tough month, mm-hmm. you know, you found a way. How do you find a way? You go well, look at it and go, compare, okay, what I'm doing here is not working. I got to do something You compare different. the first month, which was five months ago, to this last 30 days. Yeah. And it's like... I'm a completely different person. Right. And they're completely different kids, right. you know? And so you are like, okay. And that's what I'm saying. I, uh, I'm glad, I'm, I'm thankful that I've been able to experience, you know, the other side where we went from that craziness because we weren't sure how long the girls were going right. to stay. It could have been just one month. And then it would, ha- would have been such a tough experience that I would be like, I'm scared of doing this again. But See, giving it enough time that we saw the transformation, it made the worst experience the best experience of my life. Right, right. And I think in all of it, you know, you have to look at this again to wrap it up and summarize. It's just, you know, don't be afraid of new things. You know, if right. you feel in your heart it's the right thing to do, go for it. What do you got to lose, you know? And, and it's going to be hard. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to make adjustments. But self-evaluation is extremely powerful in your life. You can become what you've always dreamt of and never thought you could. You can do it if you just push yourself and find a new way and, and self-evaluate every day. How am I doing? Am I doing this well? Can I do this better? You know, do I need to do something else? Right. Am I going the right direction? You know, stuff like that. So Thank you, I've enjoyed Perry. this journey with you. You dragged me down this kicking and screaming. I did. <laughs> but uh, I don't regret it one bit. This has been the, you know, this has been one of the best decisions of my life was to to obviously marry you, but just 
follow you down all these rabbit holes. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> glad to hear. Thanks everyone for listening. That's uh, that's a wrap for today. We're going to be back in a couple other days uh, with another show. I think you're going to be on the next one as well, right? Yay! My guest. I will. Okay. I will Thanks very much, and uh, God bless and take care.